Tipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. The Chief Technical Specialist for Prevention, Care and Treatment at Health NGO Right to Care, Ms. Precious Robinson, is on the line. She is here to talk to us about, well, I don't imagine you haven't heard this before, but I do imagine you need to hear it again. The use of condoms to reduce your risk of getting HIV and sexually transmitted infections, which include the human papillomavirus, HPV. Therefore, go to your nearest clinic or health facility to get help and prevent HIV and HTIs, as well as pregnancy. Of course, her plea forms part of Right to Care's efforts during STI and Condom Awareness Week, 10 to 16 Feb 2022 to raise awareness about the consequences of unprotected sex and avoiding healthcare services. Consequences can include, as I've mentioned, and as you know, what it could be. Let's continue the conversation with the scientist behind it, at least between the two of us. Precious, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening and happy Valentine's to you. And to our listeners who are celebrating or celebrated it today, happy Valentine's. Those that did not celebrate... It's not a bad thing. We still love it. Certainly. Thank you, Mama. Much appreciated. And I appreciate the warmth coming from you. Might I extend the same to you and those who you hold dear? But could we talk about the Awareness Week, 10 to 16 Feb, STI and Condom Awareness Week? What is that? Why should we still have that? The value of reinforcing all of these things which we know, but for whatever reason, because the well, you know, you know, you, you carry on. Just carry on from where I'm speaking. Yes. Um, thank you very much. I, I think um, by this time, as, as South Africans, we would be looking back and saying, oh, oh, there's no need for us to be still talking condom week anymore because we have been talking about condoms for quite a long time. I think we started very long time back when we were still talking about HIV being a pandemic. But when you look at data now, you look at the numbers of the people who are actually getting sexually transmitted infections, HIV included, they are not going down. I mean, we all know that in South Africa, the estimated number of people who are having HIV or living with HIV are amounting to almost 7.9 million. But then out of that, when you, you break it down to the numbers of people with STIs, even though they are not accurate because a, a few, a, 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 most people do not go to the clinics when they've got STIs. The, the numbers are alarming. And the age group that is affected, as usual, you start with 10 to 24 years. It's women, it's girls. But then with these numbers that are coming out now, we have seen data showing us that men who have sex with men and then men in general are also having a high uh, uh, incidence of gonorrhea and chlamydia, which is very rare to, to can uh, be, be, be identified. And people will just live with it like that. And we, we are worried, we are saying that are signs of no condom use in our day-to-day sexual life. And then the other part that um, makes us say, can we revisit our protection interventions so that we can prevent STIs. It's when you look at the high number of teenage pregnancies, 
look at the number of people who are terminating pregnancies, saying to you that the pregnancies were unplanned, they, they are not pleasing at all. Especially during the COVID-19 period, where we saw a lot of um, inaccessibility to facilities. Uh, quite a number of young girls fell pregnant, and we saw uh, young girls from the age of 10 giving birth to children. Had there been a use of condom as a barrier method, I don't think we'll be finding ourselves in that situation as South Africans. Could we talk about the fact that precisely because of these statistics that you have highlighted and imaginably the social challenges that are a result of these statistics, there is still a demographic that is disproportionately affected by all of this, and that is categorically, without a doubt, the girl child or woman at large. How all of this ultimately means that the lived experiences and the socioeconomic conditions of the girl child stroke the woman are that much made worse by the issues that you have raised here. Very, very much. But the girl child uh, is it, still the mostly affected, not just in South Africa, in Africa and the world at large. When you look at data of, 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 of the very same social ills we are talking about, the, the girl child and the women are the hardest hit. When you look at poverty and the people who are hardest hit by the effects of poverty, the girl child is there. Gender-based violence, sexual violence, pregnancy, teenage pregnancy. You, you, you sort of see the girl child being at the epicenter of each and every societal ill that we are face, facing as people. Not just in South Africa. I can mention countries and even regionally and internationally. The girl child and especially the age group 10 to, 10 to 24 years, uh, uh, the hardest hit by, by, by all the social ills. I, I wish, Mungesi, I could, I could share with you a, a Valentine's message that I, I, I so much wanted to share with the girl child. But you know issues of how do you reach these people? Where do you reach them? How do you then come and, 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 and in contact with them to make them understand that we, we, we care for them, we want a better for, uh, future for them, and then they, there is this perception that, that um, they, they sort of are ignorant, but then it's not just them. The boy child is also, uh, uh, is supposed, is also supposed to be in, involved in that. The men, the elderly men who are sleeping with girls, but, but quite often when all these things come out, the only person who's left in the ledge is the girl child. Mom Precious, quickly, I'm Songezo, not Monges. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry about that, uh, Songezo. Uh, it's a slip of tongue. And I think it's because of, um, I'm speaking too fast. Sorry about that. It's okay. Let me say this. We clearly have a challenge with young people. They might not be the architects of the problem, but certainly they are the ones who deal with the problem, the girl child. And I mean, when you're talking about 20 year olds, 24 year olds, and then you look at this in the broader scheme of things, you're talking about a generation. You are talking about the future of that country. If they are saddled with such serious issues, health issues that manifest in social conditions that affect the economic conditions of themselves, of their families, and by extension, their communities, 
It mm -hmm. doesn't speak well of our tomorrow. So the intervention necessary not only has to speak to young people, but has to be quite decisive in dealing with this issue. How do we move from that premise? I mean, I, I would imagine you and I understand and agree that this is a young people's problem, even though they're not the architects of it. How then do we make a decisive break? Because I think we've had the best part now of all of our democratic life as a nation to deal with these challenges in a democratic environment where we're dealing less with stigma, but rather channeling nation's resources and getting the sorts of conversations going in a way as to ensure whatever the number is, the following cycle of engaging those numbers, the number is less. It doesn't seem to be the pattern though, is it? How do we ensure that we don't burden the next generation with a very generational problem? Yeah. I, I think for me, um, as a person, where I'm sitting, I think it needs to take us back to where we look at issues of moral regeneration. Uh, what, what we see as South Africans here, it, it's a situation where from upbringing, our children are not properly uh, socialized. Even when they are socialized, the environment wherein most of them are socialized, it's not that good. Some are socialized in areas where there's alcoholism, where there's uh, uh, drug, drug use, where the, the, the parents or the, the, the people that are staying with them as guardians are engaging in sexual activities where there's no privacy. But then more so, you see that... Um, quite often because of easy access to uh, 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 social media and internet and whatnot, a lot of these children learn, learn these things from, 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 from the, 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 the internet. But what, what is it that we as society can, can do? It's not just a, a government thing. It, it, it calls for a collective. What can I do? What can you do? That which can make us groom this child as early as from child to early childhood development centers when they are still children. Teach them morals, show them the importance of loving themselves, show them the importance of growing up to become a future person, like you rightfully had said, that if we don't groom them, then we don't have a future nation. And then showing them and empowering them to want to be a better person for, for, for tomorrow. And then you show them people who grew, because quite often we'll be saying, oh, they are orphans, oh, they are poor, oh, they are this. Show them people who are coming from such backgrounds who were upright and grew up to be able to stand on themselves. Right to Care is, is, is working, has been working for quite some years now, almost more than 20 years, supporting the government through uh, USID funding and PEPFA funding. We look at... Uh, Supporting each and every effort that a uh, government is working on, like your your UN AIDS 1995-95 targets, which are looking at prevention interventions. We are offering like VNMC, which is also another prevention intervention that gets there. Distribution of condom. You you make sure that, that that those are available in facilities that we are. But in where I'm sitting. I am not yet uh, satisfied that they are there because if they are there, do these ch children know how to use them? Can they negotiate? Do they know the benefits? And what is it that they can do to make sure they stand on it and say, hey, I want to use it if I am to go into this activity? And then you look at prevention. 
how can we promote people to adhere to treatment while they are HIV positive and are on treatment so that they remain virally suppressed and thus cannot infect other people once the, vir- the virus cannot be detected in them? You look at promoting ABC. Are we still talking it? You are you 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 be you, you be faithful and then you make sure that you condomize. That's the message that we need to re-engineer and make sure that everywhere where we are, every one of us is talking about it. The issue of crack, for example, for high risk populations, can we keep using it? But when you look at all these things like your 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 prep, prep and whatnot, they cannot be protecting certain kind of people unless you are using them in conjunction with a condom. So maybe the barrier method being a condom is key for us to be able to use. But then we also are able to need to look at what is it that we can do to make sure that that which the girl child thinks that can make her happy now is just a temporary thing. There's still a tomorrow. You need to look at long term. Don't be myopic. Look at where you want to go long term. And if you can reach that destination, mm-hmm. who are you going to be and what's going to happen to you? I think those are the things that we need to do. It's not just a government thing. Certainly. It starts with family. It's, it's a collective thing that we need to, to reiterate every day. And that's what right to care is doing in support of government through the USID funding. And we'll continue giving right to, to care the platform to advocate for such critical social programs as the one we are talking to and about now. STI and Condom Awareness Week, 10 to 16 Feb 2022. Mum Precious Robinson, thank you so much. Chief Technical Specialist for Prevention, Care and Treatment at Right to Care. All the best for the balance of this week and for the rest of the work of Right to Care. Thank you very much. I really appreciate And go, Mama. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.